Jamie. Yo. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing outstanding, all things considered. Good, good, good. I just uh, woke up from yet another quarantine panic nap. <laughs> Tell me about these panic naps. Um, It'll be like everything's going all right, and then you'll start to be like, but what if it's not all right? And then you're like, you know what I can do? Disappear from this world for about 20 to 30 minutes, and then I fall asleep. And then I wake up not knowing what day it is, and I go, you know what? You've earned some more food, and then I eat. <laughs> <laughs> this is sort of like um, this, this is sort of Hell? like uh, I was thinking like a, a particular kind of narcolepsy, uh, where where like you you only fall asleep you fall asleep only when you're panicked. Dude, I used to if I was in like an argument <laughs> if I was in like an argument with a girlfriend, they would just be like I would just slowly feel like I could have coffee in my hand and I would slowly feel myself starting to nod off. And I was like, Oh, body don't like this world. Body's trying to body's trying to hit eject. And I would just be like, I'm going to go take a nap. And so I, I eventually started calling it, uh, my Jamie panic. <laughs> Speaking of panicking, I think maybe some people aren't panicking enough right now. Like I, I actually don't advise panic at all, but some level of cautiousness is, uh, or some level of caution is, is advised at this point. Have you seen the video going around on Twitter of the, now I'm from Ohio and I'm usually very proud to be from Ohio, but today I'm not. Mm -hmm. This woman is, let me see if I can play it real quick. She's on the news. You're just going to make me mad. I mean, you Uh, guys do still have David or Dave Chappelle. So I'm kind of like, that makes up for a lot. (laughs) This is true. I mean, and and he lives right outside of Dayton actually. So, but I don't know where this was, but I'm not going to be able to play it. Anyway, this, this woman's talking about, there's a line in front of, to, to go to this church, which is, I was just talking to my friend Adam, uh, he's, who's a pastor at like a mega church in, oh, yeah, in Tennessee. Yeah. I think he gave me his book. It's he, he's. Oh awesome. yeah, yeah. He and so he uh, he wrote a book about prayer and like he's a really good dude. And he um, he, but obviously his he, he's being responsible. His church is 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 closed right now. They're meeting sort of remotely, and there's this line of cars on this video, and it's a news report. I think it's on CNN. Um, Although it says breaking news, which is hilarious. Like, why is a line in front of a church breaking news? Um, but is CNN it, is trash. I guess <laughs> would be my my answer to that. Uh, I think that's fair. Uh, but uh, the reason she said that she's she's going out and about is that she's covered in Jesus's blood. Mm-hmm. Gross. Super gross. <laughs> Super weird. Gross and inaccurate. Um, well, to be fair, J- Jamie, that's it's a regional fetish. Oh, got it. Yeah, I was gonna say, homegirl. It just sounds like it's like those women who give birth and they didn't know they were pregnant. I was like, are you just on your period and now you have corona? Um, <laughs> here's the problem, and I'm gonna be more positive uh, than I've led your your very sweet audience to appear. Um, the it really just comes down. I'm trying to find this balance between staying positive and apathy. So like right when you said, have you seen this video? I could have cut you off and said, no, Um, like I'm not on Twitter, even though Twitter is where I'm verified and it makes me feel good. And I have the most followers. I'm on Instagram a lot because I'm making weird comedy videos. I have like 
80% of the audience, no little blue check mark, but everyone's just nice there. So like my Instagram, I follow like a lot of girls from Santa Monica, which means it's a lot of like focus on good vibes and play your drum. And I'm like, that sounds great. Um, yeah. cause that's but, kind but of do so with lots of cleavage. Yeah. But like, that's what I need right now. And I think for everybody, <laughs> same, it's, same. It's, it, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's different, but I will like anytime my family would text me, but at the same time, it's like, if you're not informed and you're totally in the clouds, like I was getting mad at my family in the beginning of this for sending me precautions about grocery shopping, because I'm like, I don't want to think about that. But those were things that I also needed to see. So I think you know, not, not, not to, not to plug my, my dumb podcast already, but like I ended with, it, it, it was ended with go outside and don't be a dick. And now it's stay inside and don't be a dick. But I think it's just, <laughs> let's not be selfish. I mean, that's all it comes down to. Like, okay. If you're too scared to go help your elderly neighbor or like call your mom, cool, cool, cool. But at the very least, don't, just do everything you can to like stay happy and not put other people in jeopardy. Like, dude, if you looked at a, uh, a global tracker, like a tracking device watching me running, I will go for a run every day in this like isolated path. But whenever I see people, it's just you'll see a little dot just like run out into the street or like be like I'm go. I look so dumb and I'm just running away from old people is essentially my jog. And uh, but like <laughs> I'm cool with that and I'll wave at them so I don't seem like a maniac. But like I'm cool with looking weird. I'm cool with doing stuff like that. I'm cool. You know, I have so many friends who are depressed, not going to jujitsu or like I lost a lot of stand up gigs. Like these are all really bad things, but I realized that we're all in a bad situation and all I can try to do is be there for the people I can step away when I need to step away. Um, and then just, I mean, the number one is like, if we can get anything out of this, I'm just fucking praying, albeit not covered in Jesus blood. I'm praying that we can just learn to like care for each other and care for the world a little more and then occasionally you see bullshit like that and you're like nah we're doomed yeah it's funny you, you talk about that because i've been trying to stay off of uh media altogether i tend to check the the news once in the morning just to make sure that the world is still out beyond my door totally. um and but uh that story got sent to me via text message today um in a video. My, yeah. my, my wife sent it to me and um Man, I I don't know know what to think because at the same time she says, "Well, I go to the grocery store every day," and and that's sort of the the problem is it, it for people like me and you who are trying to be responsible right now. I still have to go to the grocery once, sometimes even twice a week. Yeah, and in in doing so, I I, I take as many precautions as possible. But if you have these other people who aren't aren't self quarantining for a temporary period of time, I mean, we ha this isn't a a a long-term thing ideally if we were all to to sit in our homes for a couple of weeks then this whole thing would be over and done with oh that's what's so frustrating and i think me and you talked about it on the phone and then i talked about it on my podcast because i was so like these people who think that if you're pro quarantine you're anti the economy and it's like no dude it's both of those things it's you think if we just open businesses now the economy is going to be get better when everybody has coronavirus like then we're in an even 
worse position. And I think that, right. you know, a lot of people are acting out of fear. And I bet you that, I don't know, a certain percentage of the kids we saw drinking at the beach or especially this woman, because it's related to church, are so scared that their method of dealing with it is flat out denial. And it's kind of like, if I keep doing what I'm doing or, or what I'm used to doing, then like, we're going to be okay and everything's okay. And, you know, in a weird way, it's like, I want to have empathy for them, but it, it does get very hard when you're putting people in danger. And, you know, I can speak to, I'll, I'll try to say something that maybe hasn't been said um, in your interviews yet, um, which is I, I, I can speak to like, so for athletes, right? So I talk about mental health a lot on my podcast. And then I also have like a separate jujitsu uh, MMA kind of a show. And so I'm getting a ton of letters from people, handwritten letters. They are not following quarantine. They are delivering them to my door. Uh, email, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, emails and like DMs on Instagram being like, you know, jujitsu changed me. Jujitsu saved my life. It helped me with my depression. Um, and now it's been taken away. Or they'll say that, you know, I found this community or I finally started dating again. And, you know, now it's been taken away or whatever. Um, and what I'm trying to point out to them is that we always get attached to these like, woe is me narratives. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, things are bad right now, but this narrative that like, let's take jujitsu for example, or, or yoga or whatever your people do. Uh, I was like a fat piece of shit or I was depressed or I was whatever. And then I found yoga and now I can't do yoga. Um, but the thing with that is if it truly changed you. Like I believe it did. Um, if you are a fundamentally different person, you're not just a different person. When you show up to that class for an hour or two hours, you are a fundamentally different person, which means that you right now, it's not going to be as easy. It's not going to be as fun. It's not going to be as cathartic. It's not going to be as a uh, routine as you're used to by going to yoga or jujitsu or whatever. But you have this opportunity to this new you, even though you're not doing the thing that you thought triggered it, it's like the thing is within you, right? You have this opportunity to be like, okay, how can I sort of recreate that balance and get things back on track without the, the, the one activity that I thought it was? Because like for me, I thought it was jujitsu, but it turns out it's just, I've just become a sort of better person and jujitsu helped spawn that. But I was like, I don't like running, but I'm going to go make myself run. And while I run, because I don't like it, I'm going to listen to a podcast and I'm going to get some sun. Uh, so I'm kind of knocking out three things, uh, right there. Then I'm going to go home and meditate. Um, cause I can't really meditate when I'm like panicked, but after I run, I can do that. And okay. Now we're kind of getting to the sort of presence I feel when doing jujitsu. And then the biggest thing for me is, okay, now what's some kind of like art that'll put me into like a flow state. So I've been playing guitar and like closing my eyes for the first time. I'll just put like Miles Davis on or something on my speakers and I'll just play, not trying to play the right note or the right scale. I'll just play. Um, and I realized that, yeah, I love jujitsu, but actually I really love just sort of creating and finding a way to stay present. So I would challenge your listeners that now is sort of the opportunity to be like, okay, what's how can we recreate what I miss the most? You know, how can I find that balance and that mental health um, 
with the tools I have in my apartment or house or, you know, nature trail outside. Well, I was I was going to talk to you about politics. I was going to talk to you about a few things, but we're running out of time. But before yeah. before I hop off here, I, I just wanted to ask you, some people and I've even seen this with with comedians right now. Um, some people are finding it hard to joke at a time like this. But I, I would argue that now more than ever, uh, being able to have the capacity to, to joke about some of life's most difficult situations is what can help get us through this. I mean, we, we started out this whole conversation with, with some jokes. And, and I think in a, in a way, those jokes can help us maybe see, you, you used the word empathy a moment ago, have an empathy for that, that woman, but at least help us get closer toward, toward compassion. Would yeah. you agree with that? So in the, I a hundred percent agree, um, in the sort of time, the days of cancel culture, I think people think that it's like, there's really mean offensive comedy. And then there's people who get mad at offensive comedy. And those are the only two camps. Um, the comedy that I still don't enjoy is mean comedy, right? Like if I'm making fun of, uh, homeless people during Corona or if I'm, you know, whatever, it's like making fun is usually what the bully does, but Talking about trying to find humor and laugh, which is like legit medicine during dark times is what comedy is was made out of. Comedy is made out of sadness. Um, you know, when I used to be interviewed a lot for stand up, they would always be like, so were you uh, the class clown? And I'm like, what? The class clown used to beat the shit out of me. Like the class clown was that hack. The class clown was the mean comic who's making fun of people for their ethnicities or their shirt or whatever they could see because they have no capacity for like metaphor or for anything clever. Right. Comics for the most part. I mean, I remember the first time I knew how important comedy was when I think back to my childhood, it wasn't the first time I saw George Carlin or John Stewart. It was after my mom got like either arrested or taken away in the ambulance. And me and my brothers were all in my room gathered around and I was the oldest and we were silent and we were scared. And it was whoever made that first joke. And the joke's going to be inappropriate because our mom is being carted off. Um, we all started laughing so hard, not making fun of her, but it, it, and this is why we need it right now. It breaks the ice. It disrupts the pattern. And then you get to go, Oh, okay. Every, you know, like the first time you laugh after a breakup, you go, Oh shit. All right. Now we're going to be okay. Now let's figure out what to do? Was this a healthy relationship? When do I want to start dating? What did I hold back in the relationship that I can grow as a person now, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it is more important than ever. Don't be a dick. I mean, it's the same with what you were saying about social distancing. Just don't be a dick. Um, but to like censor yourself and be like, there's no time for jokes. It's like, that is, uh, that's someone who can't think of a joke and is going to blame it on society instead of just like, yo homie, you just need, uh, some more creativity in your life and should probably like journal. Jamie, I love you, brother. Thank you so much. I love you too, pal. Thank you.